Welcome to Half Experience. Where hey, what's up? What's up, no Mar? One is homosexual, but we are. Hey. Hey. Where's Big Dave? Hey, man. Hey, oh, hey, 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 Stroop. What's up, man? Good to see you. Hey, my name is Stroop. The only time you call me Stroop is on this podcast. Thank I you. know. Can you believe that? I only do it because they do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, too. It's like finest. Stroop. That is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little weird, but it is what it is. Hey, welcome to Half the Experience. We're waiting for Dave, Big Alpha Dave, Big Wolf Silver. He's also yeah. got uh, he's also got kiddos. I think. Yeah, so. We might have some uh, children interference, no worries. But welcome to Half the Experience podcast, where we talk about literally whatever the frick we want. Got a couple sponsors for you coming this week. We've got Buns and Others, probably our lead top tier sponsorship. They've got uh, new menu items to stop into one of your local buns and others they're all over the united states and every country and pick a number 36 don't forget to stop in any grocery store aisle 56 and pick up a bag of sweet meat top brand top selling product from mountain meat delicious best meat you'll ever have in your mouth and uh don't forget to uh give a shout out to our one other listener uh, probably the best supporting listener we have and uh yeah that's about everything we've got for you tonight so that's a wrap we'll talk to you next week Dude, who is who is this? Uh, who is this one listener? Dude, I don't know. I mean, they, whoever they still is, haven't told you their name. He's sharp, dude. Sharp. He's I smart. I said he's sharp because I'm reading the text from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what Dave said? He said nine thirty sharp question mark. Oh, gosh. Um, no, I don't know who he is. I mean, I just know we have him because we consistently have one. Um. We have a total of five listens every week, so it's us four plus one. Um, so you know we've got to have at least one, and he's he's got to be real. Maybe it's a they there, who knows? Or you know a Z. I don't want to you know put that on anybody. Um, but if I was to find out who it was and if they were clearly male or female, I would literally use the pronouns that properly associate them with their their sex, and I wouldn't be you know very polite about it if they what said that like, they there they ask you to call them something else what if you what if they ask you to call them them i would say nope <laughs> <laughs> well, like, let me, hey. let me, let's start off with this one this has actually happened to me before so i was at barnes and noble this was probably like a year maybe a little over a year ago no it was before that because it was before covid was even a thing and uh i was checking out of the barnes and noble and it was clearly a woman like no other the no it was smooth neck no adam's apple you know the curvatures of uh mountains over the chest and like definitely a woman the only thing that was not woman about her was her clothing and her haircut and so like i th- i didn't think anything of it i'm like i take the receipt i'm like hey thank you ma'am have a good one oh no actually it's it's a uh, it's a uh, he and uh, i said nope have a good one and like walked out so, well, it has happened to me before. Not in that situation, but like, what if, what if like someone you knew is like, hey, do you mind calling me she or refer using like women's pronouns and like, and they weren't they, you like you could tell they wouldn't get pissed if you said no. They just they just asked you to. Would you do it to be nice? No, I would probably say I do mind, and I'm not going to. Uh, what's your name? And then I would just call them by their name. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But I'm not going to conform to somebody's ignorance or stupidity just because they want me to. That's so mean. Yeah, Why I'm sorry. About Cancel me. <laughs> buns and Udders <laughs> gets bombed. Dude, yeah. uh, Sales in Buns and Udders goes to zero this month. It's already zero. We're actually eating uh, Ariana's first her 
first batch of um, what is this called? Beef jerky. jerky. <laughs> wow, it's really tough. It tastes it, all right, but it's it tough. feels like I'm chewing on a. It's tough, but the but the flavor's good. So what uh what how thick batch, is it for the first batch? I think it's pretty good. How thick is it? Pretty thick, like my penis. Okay, that's why. You'll upload a picture later so you can get a good reference. Yeah, yeah. Send me a pic. Send me a pic. <laughs> of Not the jerky. jerky. Of my penis. Of the jerky, man. Oh, you're sick. Dude, you're, you're there's, always, there's always that one five-year-old on the pod, dude. No, there's it's something. literally cow penis jerky. Oh, good. You mm. sicko. Dude, why don't, hey, that would be crazy. What if I was the first one to come out with a line of <laughs> jerky? That's hey, good, good, to, that? good to see you, Dave. <laughs> Dave, did you just log in and sneeze? <laughs> nice COVID intro. Yeah. I got to go test now. <laughs> hey, guys. Since Big Alpha Dave's here, I'm going to kick it off with a funny story. All right, get us, good. All right, so this weekend, we had uh, my my covenant brother and sister, Danny and Taylor Timmonses now. Timmonses, E-S, the end. If they listen to this, they'll laugh. You don't um, have to spell it out. You're good. Oh, no. It was a big commotion. But anyways, so this was the first wedding I've ever officiated in my life, okay? So I'm, I'm kind of nervous. And so I went through the whole process. You know, I'm a freaking minister of the law or whatever the frick they call it. And I got it. Yeah, I got ordained. Yeah, you're ordained minister. Is it cheap internet version? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I got ordained the same place Lady Gaga got ordained. Nice. <laughs> good. That's good. Um. So anyways, I mean, I got up there. I had all my notes and stuff. A minute in, I just closed my notebook. I said, I'm going to freaking just, you know, shoot from the hip. Because I was like, I know them. I'm just going to let the spirit take it away. So I did, and it was freaking, it was awesome. It was amazing. Woo! And everyone was like, bro, that was like the best ceremony we've ever been to. But just wait, okay? At There's the more. End, at, at the very end, I said, hey, I now pronounce, or I now give to you Danny, <laughs> you, Daniel. There's and no way you got everything right. Daniel, no, dude, it was perfect. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, like, it was pretty dang good. And... At the end, you know, Daniel and Taylor Timmons, and they walk down the aisle. Everyone walks out in their pairs. And then I go to make another announcement to invite people to cocktail hour because I was like, that was in my last oh, little note. Gosh, and, and I forgot my – I turned my mic off so that way, like, they couldn't hear me as I was talking to the groomsmen before they walked down. And then I would go to make the announcement, and it was also I'm, like, getting nervous because everyone's, like, trying to figure out, oh, do we walk now, do we leave? And so I turn it on, and I say – I would like to welcome everyone to Cockback Hour. <laughs> Could you imagine? And I was like, in my mind, I just, I was like, I just said Cockback. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't stop laughing, dude. I was laughing. The mic was on. And I was like, I apologize for that. But we would like to welcome you to Cocktail Hour. Can you imagine says it again. Says it again. Sorry, cock, cock, cocktail. I said something the second time. And I was, I just stopped and I was like, oh, Lord. I That's like, good, cock, dude. I literally sounded it out. I was like, cocktail hour. Thank y'all. Oh, man. That's but good. To give you the one. word cock in, a, in something <laughs> that you have to say in front of a lot of people is just a, not a good setup. In, dude, in it was. And then well, I got, the, the ceremony was outside. So Ariana, she was like one of the bridesmaids. 
and I walked back to like the little house that was, I don't know, maybe 50 yards from the ceremony platform. Cause it was outside on like, like in overlooking a pond and she like acted all sweet. She's like, good job, babe. And then boom, out of nowhere, she goes, but uh good job with like the, the, uh, the cock back hour. And, <laughs> cock hour. And she started freaking laughing so hard. I was like, Dad. dude. Dude, that's, I mean, it's just, it happens, man. It's not a big deal. It's like, I went my whole life for a long time. think literally saying, and like when I was doing construction, like I was caulking walls <laughs> and like doorways, dude. And then finally someone was like, you know, it's not cock, it's caulk. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew that. I like to caulk everything though. <laughs> you definitely I like, have to I like- go with it. I like, like, yeah, like black cock. I just say it because it's funny. <laughs> and then in your own mind, you're like, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was bad. Dude, there's something it, I... But think about it. It sounds so much better to be using a cock gun instead of a cock gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's true. What a good start to this, uh, the new new episode. <laughs> so here, yeah, here let's get this out of the way. Um, Lily definitely can share. We we had a, a last minute off the air uh, challenge. I'll explain that after this story. I uh, completed the challenge from two weeks ago, which is sitting on a urinal and peeing. Dude, so this is what happened. <laughs> I, I go I go into the bathroom. I'm like looking at this urinal. I'm like, dude, I totally forgot that challenge last week. I was like, now it's perfect. I got to piss like, like a freaking racehorse. It's gonna be good. So. I like, so I'm standing there trying to figure out, like, all right, am I going to press cheeks? Am I going to hover? What am I going to do here? So I go with the hover method. So I had to tuck, you know, got to tuck the situation down in there. I got it tucked, and I peed, and I only peed for, like, half the amount of time that I thought I was going to pee for because, like, I had to go. So I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's – now what do I do? I'm like, I'm, I'm fully tucked now, and I'm trying to, like, well, what, how do I shake? Do I, like, wag my ass like a dog? And like, What's going on? Like, what do I do here? So, I like, I do a little shake thinking i'm good there and then i go to like release and like you know let go and and pull my pants up and uh i let go and i literally had so much in the tank still that when i let the pressure off from having it tucked i pissed from the floor all the way up the wall and (laughs) so i'm literally i like take care of the rest wash my hands i'm like literally cleaning my piss off the walls and off of the the floor in the bathroom so that was my... work? yeah dude dude at least no one could walk in i mean yeah, dude, that... i will i don't know what i'm gonna do but i feel like it's worth a, a hefty reward if the, one of the guys i'm gonna say target okay because target's pretty active <laughs> if you someone could get away with if someone could do this at target Okay, but the rule is you have to sit there until the first person comes in. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's step it up a notch. What if all three of us, when I come down to Florida, do it <laughs> at the same there. time? <laughs> in the bar? Uh, no, we got, no, we're doing it at Target. It's got to be Target, dude. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, in. In. I'm in. No, we need to do it at, like, hey, John, you know when you go to spill the beans downtown Greenville? And, like, you're taking a piss in that urinal, and anytime someone opens the door, the whole entire restaurant can look straight into the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> so that's where we it needs to be done. So that we way, reenact like, the circus routine. All the, boy, all the boys will just continue to, like, keep walking in and out of the door, and John's just sitting freaking face forward on the urinal. <laughs> Dude, I... We got to do it at least once just to see, because I don't know how I would handle a situation like that. I'd probably just die laughing. And, and Dude, I-, I guarantee you, whenever we do it at Target, whoever walks in is going to laugh 
really hard. <laughs> they have. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, dude. Oh man. Yeah. They they would have to laugh super hard, dude. There's, we could we could be like, sorry, we all just got surgery. Here's the here's the two options, dude. They either laugh really hard or they're probably into men and it, like turns them on and then they start laughing. So that's the only I hope there's men, dude. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna hand this mic over to uh, Lily so he can explain. I didn't do this challenge. I did a, a version of it, wasn't great, but um this challenge was that we had to go into and I'll still do this, I'm gonna find the op- proper opportunity, but you go into a gas station or a store or whatever, and you have to find something random in the store and like start getting super excited. Like you've never seen it. Like nobody else carries it. And it's just a basic item of whatever you decide to find and just go super over the top with it was, the, that was the challenge. So Lily, tell us about your experience with this. Dude. So I did at a gas station and um, I walked in, I was walking around. I was like, what do I freak out about? Like there's energy drinks, there's gum, there's snacks, but like, it's all just like, it, I feel like if you, if you, if you find a snack, it's not like they're just like, oh, it's some rare snack that we didn't even know is rare. You know, it's not going to be as like, it's not going to be as funny. It has to be something that no one would expect you to be like freaking out over. So I was like, oh, is, should it be condoms? <laughs> I almost. Oh, dude, condoms. I was, was going to call them Mag- Magnum condoms. I'm like, oh, yeah. there you go. I should have gone with condoms, but I went with a uh, windshield wiper fluid and like the little <laughs> automotive, the little automotive section of the gas station. So I'm sitting down there and I like squat down and I start freaking out that they have it. I'm like, no, I'm talking really loud. No way. You have it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yes. And the cashier walks from around, like around the cashier, like to me in the aisle. He's an Indian dude. He goes, what do you find? What is it? Tell me what it is. And I was like, I pulled up windshield wiper fluid. I was like, dude, you freaking have it. I love you. And he was like, Oh yes, he got. He literally got ex- like excited for me. He was like, "Yes, yes, we have it. Yes, come on, let's go, come to the yes, 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 yes. no problem, no problem." Like he literally got hyped up that I was hyped up, and so it ended. It ended really well. Yeah, it was a. Uh, That's awesome, that was, dude. Uh, windshield wiper fluid, John. Yeah, and I, hey, I'm still holding you to it. I need that bottle when I get down. I'm yeah, I got it. It's in my truck. So yeah. I'm taking it. We need to bring back the old classic G Vegas game. Okay. You, I don't know if you're a part of this, but Tanner, Justin, and I, you know the game when we'd go to Walmart, and since we're good Christian people, we don't steal things, but we put things in other people's carts. Did you uh, ever play that game? The classic. That's classic, bro. Dude. Yeah. So, we should, all four of us, can you see Dave? Dave just I can guy. see Dave doing it to, like, a mom and then, and then chatting her up, like, as he does it. And so, we just tally how much money we put into each cart. And whoever like it in with within like thirty minutes can put the most money into random people's carts without them finding out wins. That I right, bet, dude. That's gonna be the challenge for the week. And that's a that's ah, uh, dude. I don't know about that. That's not a challenge for the week. But yeah, the thing about that is calculated all. Win it, you can always money. say, yeah. "Oh, I thought that was my cart." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can't. Yeah. They'll they'll tell you to leave. Yeah. But like, you're not stealing, so there's nothing legal. Yeah. Yeah, they can't do anything about it. Dude, it, yeah. I mean, that's just a good old classic fun. Uh. It's like what are the odds, dude? That that game has to come back at some point, bro. That game, that game was huge a couple years ago, bro. You remember? Dude, you remember we were downtown Greenville, and we <sighs> told Ju- they had the big festival going on, and that's when Greenville like started gaining a lot of their hype. So it was packed, and we're like, Justin, what are the odds? You run down this sidewalk screaming, "I just crapped my pants," <laughs> and grabbing your butt cheeks, and dude, 
it was like one it was some like ridiculous odds. It was like one in like fifty or something like that. And he got it. We guessed it on the same thing. And so he started and it's probably like, I don't know, fifty to hundred yards, and he just went, oh, I guess grab my pants and starts running, dude. Constantly saying, I've never I don't think I've ever lost so freaking hard in my life. Dude, <laughs> then people started getting weird with it. They were like, Yeah, but if I guess it, if it adds up to the whatever. Oh, no, that's, yeah, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. Dude, I don't play that way. There has to be no, risk that's on both cards. No, there doesn't. Because yes, it does. what are the odds? It should be just on you. It should be just for you. Well, what nope. are the odds that it adds up? <laughs> no, I, I'm not asking you something for like for me to have a risk of doing it. I'm asking you something for you to do it. Here's what made yeah. it. This is why that made it awesome because when you were playing with someone like myself and and then uh, Corbin knows or Stroop knows about um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Stroop. Uh, yeah, okay, Matthews. Jake, yeah, Jacob Hudson was another psychopath who we played with, and then uh, uh, our boy <laughs> Hall, Josh Hall, dude. When you had people like that, oh, and uh, uh, Blake, dude, when you had people like that playing the game and you knew that you also had the odds of getting it yourself, you had to be a man. Like, you couldn't put something on the yeah. on the line that, you know, you wouldn't have done. So let me tell you about this one, dude. Okay, yeah, that is a, that is a good point. It does make sense. This is what would happen, dude. Me and Justin, uh, the other thing is if it adds up to the number and you both say uh, – what there was another one. It was like uh, – I can't. I can't remember what what the other one was. It was like a double whammy where you both would have to do it. If you no, if you uh, oh, oh if that's the same number and it added up. So like if it was one in ten and you both said five, it added up to ten and you both said the same number. So both of you had to do it. Oh, that's what it was. It was so, yeah. I always liked the rule because then the the freaking losers wouldn't play because they they had to risk it too. Well, the way we played at my hometown was with if if you couldn't do it, it's like you could always say no, I'm not going to do it. But you had to get slapped in the face as hard as you as hard ours as was you a, Ours was a, a bare ass slap. slap. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, I did that to John, to Justin. We yeah, played, dude. Check that out. Dude, I think get dude. Naked climb on the roof. I think it was baby bird at Dev Spit to me. I think it was the that was one of the first times Josiah came to Greenville and That's I right. had a huge I had a huge dip in, dude, and I let that thing sit in my mouth for like ten minutes and I couldn't hold it anymore. And I had a baby bird it to Josiah, dude. It went straight in his mouth. I puked. So this is one, dude. I'll, I'll keep the people in this one uh, anonymous for the sake of their um, pride and just their future dignity life. Dignity is what you're looking for. Yeah, dignity is the word, you big dumb. Yeah, dumb. no, uh, they don't have any of that anyways. But it's, oh. <laughs> yeah, like this is just – so this is what happened. It was me. And this was at the restaurant, and good thing I don't own the restaurant anymore because there was so many health violations that got, you know, <laughs> went in the past. But after we would close down, we would play this game, and it was one of the guys that worked for me and another buddy of ours. And uh, the odds were one of the guys asked the other guy, what are the odds you lick my ass cheek? Oh, no. The other guy got it. Now, this we're going to break this one down. We're going to see how each of us would have responded in this moment. So he got his own odds. Now, are you – and he did. He wound up having to lick the other guy's ass cheek, and is he it did it. the outside of the ass cheek or is it the Yeah, and he did it, dude. Oh, okay, yeah, but, I'll do it in a second. That's listen, no are you going to lick another man's ass or are you going to take the bare ass slap? No, I'm, I, slap. I'm, I'm, licking, taking, I'm licking the slap. I'm licking the ass, bro. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, at, dude. That, he's, that, he's, he's uh, really pronouncing the lick really too, like, like I don't know. I'm going straight for the crack, too, talking bro. about it, dude. He's like, wait, that there's odds with that? I'd just do it. <laughs> wait, you don't even have to play a game, bro. I'll just do it for fun. Wait, uh... So this is where it gets bad, though. To get him back, he does it again. 
and gets it again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> does it again. And finally, we, we looked at each other. The guy who got licked, he said, it's worse for me, dude. I don't want your tongue on my ass anymore. Dude, you want to know the most – by the way, Dave, when you come to town, we're playing with Dave. Um, oh, gosh. But you want to know not, – not that specific one, but we're playing. You he's, know, like, he's like, Dave, please. He's like, I'll challenge – Dave, just challenge me to that. Okay, I will do it. One and two one right two. now. <laughs> no, I'll tell a funny story about what happened with Dave and Dylan. Dave, you remember that story. But first yeah. – the most brutal, the most brutal game that I ever played in high school, dude. It was called Control, and you you probably came up with it at some point too. But you basically played. You made a bet, and it wasn't just what are the odds. It was like, I mean, what are the odds was used sometimes, but it was like, hey, if I make this behind the back basketball shot, I get an amount of time of complete control over you. So basically, you have to do whatever I tell you to. <laughs> like I have control. Like, you literally have to do what I tell you to. And we got our poor friend Benjamin Beaver, dude. We got him for ten minutes, because <laughs> because I made that like under the leg, like behind my back basketball shot, and we we ended up dividing up the time to make it more fun. Like we do a minute one day, a minute another, and it was the most brutal thing. Like we had him punching his own nuts, dude. <laughs> we had him drinking like water from the street, <laughs> dude. We had the most brutal. Uh, things for this dude to do and to his credit he did every single one of them um and we that game lasted for about a year we played control over each other but that one was worse than one of those that was the worst one i've ever played oh i'm sure dude i would not i don't know if i could play that one uh <laughs> it was bad it was bad it was bad um, all right so what our uh, one other listener emailed in a question and uh the question is are you eating potato chips with ketchup is that weird or is that a normal thing Dude, I don't think I don't think it's weird, and here's why. So, if you, everyone has weird food stuff, like especially wherever you are in the country, like, there's always something some people in the country do where everyone's like, "Oh, that's weird." But it's, I mean, I don't think there's anything that weird with food. Like, I also grew up in a country where people ate like insect larvae, but yeah, it's I, no, I don't think it's like whatever tastes good to you, like freaking go for it, you know. Speaking of weird foods, trying to avoid that situation. Stop into your local grocery store and pick you up a bag of sweet meat from Mountain Meats. Uh, Corb, what are your answers on that question, by the way? Gets a quick plug in. Uh, I don't really like ketchup. So yeah, I'm not. I don't really eat potato chips, so my answer would be I don't dip them in ketchup because I don't eat them. Ah, good one. You pulled the safe card. What about you, Dave? If I but, slight change on that, I, I would say uh, rock star the Tabasco on it, if you could. Uh, change okay. takes a potato chip to a new level, but uh, ketchup probably not. Here's, yeah, here's a, what I would say. I'm a no ketchup guy myself. Yeah, let me get an answer in I'm, here too. I'm, I want to participate. Yeah, don't participate. Um, yeah, sorry. Let me show it up a little bit. Now, I will. I will uh, eat ketchup is as long as they're homemade chips. Now that is good. Like, like homemade. Like they slice the potatoes into slices, and then like you said, you'll eat ketchup as long as they're homemade chips. Like I'll dip. The chips, oh, if oh. they're homemade in ketchup. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's he's talking like, about. You got to put like salt and pepper on the ketchup because it's better that way. So, like you're saying, if they were, you know, genetically modified in the factory of Bill Gates and Melinda's, you know, factory, you wouldn't eat it with ketchup, but only if. Oh it's... no, 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 no! I'm not. I don't get the freaking. You're talking about the uh, the uh, the Vax chips. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, yeah, I'm not doing Vax. Well, here's here's the thing about uh, chips. All right. So, you notice, how, you notice how potatoes are round? 
Oh, he's stupid. And, and chips are flat. Yeah. So what do you think of when you think of potato chips now? Flat Earth all day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't. You can't come up with anything else. I mean, like, what else are you gonna get? A globe? Come on, dude, that's stupid. Have you ever okay. seen a globe in your entire life? Here's here's how I think about it. Look. <laughs> I will say this. I do believe that the earth was round at one time, just like the chip was a potato and round. <laughs> yes. But when the Lord decided to create this earth and populate it, he did cut it into slices like the chip, making it flat. So the earth existed before so the So there's Lord multiple created it. earths that are flat. Well, I think I think it but was flat. All, listen, I'm not done. Oh, but sorry about me. I'm going to shut my mouth when you're talking. They're all cut from the same round earth, but now there's multiple flat earths. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. I think I heard you yeah. must talk about that. Let me, this is where it is. I do, I'm, I'm with you. I believe at one point in time it was a globe, but that was like 12.9 billion years ago. The amount of how fast it's been spinning has flattened it out. Like that's just basic <laughs> velocity. I Listen, there's actually, I, I just read an article the other day. So, I agree. It was like 12 point whatever billion years ago that it was. 13. Okay, 13. It's actually like 14.1. Oh, 14. It's like 14. It was a globe, but there is like, it's almost like our Milky Way, but it's like a slicer, dude. And as we were turning, it started slicing the globe and then it like distributed it into flat earths, creating potato chip earths. Yeah. So, I mean, think, think of like, uh, take, you know, any any kind of sphere, if you want to call it that, I don't really know if that way we can use that word because they don't exist. But if you could come up <laughs> with something like a globe and you were to spin it so fast, what, what do you think is going to happen to it? You think it's going to stay that way? No, it's flatten out. And then try to pour water on that. You What do you think? The water is going to just sit there magically because it's going super – no, it's going to sling off. That's like, right. It, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, the, best, the best analogy well, that's what clouds I've, are. I've heard is – have you ever uh, worked in a pizza <laughs> shop in Brooklyn? Yes, yeah, I used to do that in my former yeah, life. Yeah, so whenever you start off with a lump of dough, it's a it's a sphere, right? But as sort you spin of. it, it turns into a what? Yeah, clearly a flat disc. A flat disc. <laughs> and so, I mean, God has given us these things to observe in our actual lives every day to understand that it's flat. Right. Take And, and let's use the, the dough analogy because that's actually where I took most of my science classes was in a pizza place in Brooklyn. Um <laughs> Take you take this ball of dough and you put it on a what a flat surface. So that's your that's your, that's your dome. Um, it's pretty. It's super clear, man. Like you, oh, you know what? If you think about it, there is nothing actually that exists in this universe that's round. There isn't. I mean, a ball. Uh, it's it's on only the round because there's air in it. You take the air out. What is it? Flat. Flat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's super simple, man. Like you'll never see uh, a house built it on a rounded foundation. It doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. Um, we we imitate everything, flat everything to imitate how it was all started. So mm, that's mm. true. Also, hey, changing note, serious question. Um, so one of my for my work because I'm not vaccinated. What I have to do once a week. I send in one of those um, self test kits, the like where you 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 put the little cotton swab of your nose, you put in a little vial, and then it comes back like it's almost like a yeah like DNA a little, test, Go ahead. a little a little 
Yeah, shape shifting. I got you. <laughs> a little blue line that's on a flat little piece of paper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Straight. Go ahead. And my buddy uh, that is also part of the group that's not been vaccinated, um, he he was te- he texted me. He's like, "Hey, are you actually like okay?" Um, my buddy that's not in the military uh, would text me and be like, "Hey, are you actually taking the the test?" And I'd be like. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm shoving a little thing up my nose. He was like, dude, do you think there's like any type of harmful chemical like vaccine in the little cotton swab? And he like he he thinks there is. He's like, yeah, I, there's I a lot. Say. There's a big camp of people who believe there is. Yeah, that's I, I take it. I always just you know swab my paint. If if that <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, I told him I was like, listen, I I don't think so. I think it's just cotton. But if that's the case. Then they, they, got they got they got my ass, bro. Like, yeah, they're, you're they're done, dude. You're vaxxed. <laughs> well, 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 there's, there's something on that Q-tip because it, it burns like hell. You know, Q-tips don't burn. That thing burns like like hell. Well, you're stabbing your brain is why it burns. <laughs> no, 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 I'm doing it myself, so I'm not shoving it all the way up in my brain. Oh, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just freaking dipping around in my nostril. Um, dude, have you my seen that? I'm feeling spicy. Have you seen that guy? He's a liberal, like defending liberals. Um, I guess it's at one of the houses or state senates or something. He's speaking like on behalf of liberals. He's a like a random Joe Schmo. It's the funniest thing. But like one of the things he's like, he's saying he's like, yes, Trump is out of office, but that does not mean the negative effects he has on us aren't still in in power. And uh, he's like, he starts to cry. He's like, in 2016 was the worst things that worst thing that could have happened to us. And then in 2020, we lost uh, LeBron. And he's like, he starts crying. Dude. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, it, dude, it's the freaking funniest thing. I have to try to find it and send you guys a link yeah, to you it. Guys send me the video. I think oh. it's fake, dude. It can't be real. The thing is, is uh, Republicans do that stuff about Democratic presidents as well. Um, so it's pretty common on both sides. Dude, oh yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think we need a website so that way we can have our bios and pictures, and we can upload <laughs> videos that we talk about. Yeah, honestly, we we're getting there. I am. I'm down. still trying to get us on the uh, Apple Podcast. Like, it won't let me download it on there for some reason. Have you so, seen Have you seen that video out. of the guy, um, the guy, the guy in church that who's eating about- potato chips with ketchup right now? Yeah. <laughs> That that talks about how he's not gay anymore. And uh, he's okay. the gay away. Yeah. And he's super flamboyant. And he's like, I will not wear women's purses anymore. I will not wear a wig. I will not have sex with a man. I love women. I love women. And oh, dude. Start, start hugging them and dry humping them and dance around on stage. To this day, one of my favorite videos I've ever seen. Oh, dude. That remind. Yeah, I know what video you're talking about. That reminds me. That this is what was really funny. He's like, when COVID came out, all the uh, science deniers and anti, uh, anti science they came out of the closet. And I'm not gay. Um, I'm metrosexual. <laughs> huh. Is there a difference? I don't know, yeah, dude. I, I know it's hard for you to, to discern that in your life, but there is a difference. <laughs> Wait, there is. <laughs> I saw Dave's like oh okay. I saw a flag uh, that said uh <laughs> it's not it's not gay to kiss your homies goodnight and I almost bought it. It's not though, right? No, it's definitely not. Okay, good. 
I had a first one happen to me today that we're on this topic. I'm, uh, I'm hanging out, having a good Sunday fun day with the kids, super dad, you know, out there doing all kinds of stuff, taking them all places. We start hanging out with these, uh, these uh, friends of friends. And there was this little girl in the crowd. I didn't notice too much about it. Uh, uh, about seven to nine years old. And all of a sudden, the little girl was actually, you know, wearing a dress and blouses and stuff. He's a boy. His name's Tommy. Tommy. Oh, how, the, how, how the hell do you deal with that at that age? And, Dude. And what the hell happened in that life? It's I, called I brainwash. That... We should have a session on brainwash. Yeah, we should talk about brainwashing. Hey, <laughs> well, here's what's crazy. Dude, Dave, literally yesterday, I was out uh, playing disc golf. And uh, so we got this long drive, whole 15 at uh, Century. Just a quick shout out there, plug in degree of South Carolina. Um, anyways, throwing, I'm throwing there. I'm, I'm on a second throw, and there's this, like, uh, three people walking out right in front of me. And there's plenty of field, by the way. They could walk anywhere else. But they're right there. I'm like, hey, uh, look out. I'm about to throw. They don't look at me. They don't wave. They don't even start walking out of the way. They just start walking straight towards me still. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll wait. So I'm just, like, standing there, scratching the back of my neck, waiting for them to get out of the way. And as I get an earshot of what they're saying, I can hear him. And uh, the little boy is probably like seven years old. And he's like, uh, Mom, I, I need you to – or I don't even think he said Mom. I think he called the woman by her name. I don't know if they were even – I don't know. The whole situation was really confusing for me. So I don't know if they were related. I don't know how we got to this position. But they were two adults and a child. And the little boy child says to the woman, and, and he's like, uh, I, I want you to like refer to me as uh, she, her. And the woman was like, what, why? And he's like, I don't want to be a boy anymore. So I'm, I'm literally, I start pinching myself because I think I'm this, like, did I just enter in the matrix or something? This is real. And because I've never been into a situation like this. And so then I'm like, all right, now I'm intrigued, like how this unfolds here. And she's like, well, no, you're, you're, you're a boy. So you're he, uh, him. And like, that's how you identify. That's fine. And he's like, well, okay, then I'd rather be a non-binary. And she goes, no, that means you're nothing. And then the, the, the male in the situation said nothing the whole time. But I want to know the yeah, same know. thing. It's conf it confused me. I'm like, this is real? Like, I thought this only happened on liberal news. Like, this is actually reality. <laughs> Wait, you, you guys, just to drop a, drop a historical perspective, I've been on this planet longer than uh, uh, most. And uh, this Twice never happened. Yeah, this never happened in my in my up until, you know, obviously the recent, you start hearing this shim and everything else. I never saw this before in my life. I grew yeah. up around, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And I never knew anybody with a kid that wore dresses, you know, and wanted to they, be referred to as a her and, and cut, the, cut, cut their penises off and, and became vaginas and vice versa. And, Dave, you know, here's my question. How did, yeah. did, were Bodie and Serena playing with this, this child? How did they handle it? Well, I had a discussion. I, I didn't know. They just went about their world because they didn't know the difference until they found out about it. And Bodhi says to me, that's how I found out about it. Bodhi says, that guy wants to be, and I, and I just, we left. Uh, but, uh, but I, I, um, I just said to him, he, they didn't ask me about it. They told me about the situation. Yeah. And I grabbed and I grabbed myself and I said, guys have one of these girls do not. <laughs> and if you got one, you're a he and you don't wear dresses. And if you don't have one, you're a she and you wear dresses. And, and you're talking about your apple, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm about my Adam's apple. And that's how we go about our world. But but you can't you can't uh you can't uh um let them think that oh it's okay. Can we all be girls and 
Yeah, I, I just I just want my my sir my my sir my my sire my son, you know, thinking it's okay to go down that road, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So, 100%. I know John stands on this, Dave. Um, what's kind of like your your moral backing behind this, like? let's say like your kids get older, why would you, like, if they said, Hey, this is how I want to be dad. I know obviously you disagree with that. So how would you go about that conversation with, with your son or your daughter? And like, what foundation would you stand on for them? You know what I'm saying? Great. Like, great, with- great question. I mean, as, as uh, let's just say on we go, let's just say it was a little simpler than this complicated one. Let's just <clears> say somebody wants to be with the same sex at age 20 or something like that. Right. And, and that, that would be more of a common situation. And, and the best I could do is, you know, wouldn't want to shove someone away. Wouldn't want to shove someone away because that's not helping somebody with the situation. And if hopefully it's a fad and it runs its course and you can still be there to bring them back to the center of the world. Uh, and I would, you know, just base that off the basic moral Christian foundation of my world that I grew up in for the last 50 some years. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, um, I, it's definitely... I'll, I'll I'll try to take a stab at this one with the whole snipping off the peen and wearing the dress situation because I obviously have two boys and uh, like Shrew said, you know where I stand on it. Um, but it's it's one of those. There's a, a line that I'll have to hold firm to. Uh, it's called teaching truth, and like I won't jeopardize on truth, but there's a way to teach truth in love and still be firm with that. But I think it starts way deeper than the point of too late. And I think what happens in our society and culture is we let it get to the too late situation and then try to retract everything that we let happen up to that point. So like, like right now, my wife and I, we have to have conversations about what words we let him say and not say. So for example, like we don't say stupid. And so like, as he's getting more and more mature, like he's only three right now, uh, we, we say the word stupid in our normal vocabulary about a lot of things. So he doesn't know the difference from, no, no, we just don't call people stupid unless they are, uh, but we don't call people stupid. We call things stupid. So I'll start breaking some of this stuff down uh, because I want to start now instead of later on that there's a way to actually break certain things down. And at some point, you know, there's going to be some of these harder topics. It's going to get worse, by the way. Like it, it, like in Michigan, they just announced on the news that they're allowing um, – uh, litter boxes in the bathrooms of school systems in Michigan so, for the furries. And, like, this is a real... <laughs> like, I literally watched this on the news. I'm like... Oh, what? Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold wait, on. Wait, wait, First wait. of all, I don't, I, don't, I don't have social media that, I, like, that I'm on, so what does that mean? What are no, the, no, this is the news. This wasn't... A furry is someone who identifies as an animal. Interesting. Yeah, it's super weird. So anyways, like, these conversations are going to come up. But I think it's important that we stand firm on truth. And like you got we got to have like I like the way you put it there, Dave, was like bring them back to the center of reality. Like there's clearly a flat line of the earth has been based on it. So like we have a line of truth. Um, like I squeeze that one in there. Quick shout out to uh, Mountain Meat, by the way. They got the new sweet meat product style. 56. <laughs> so, go ahead and pick up a pack. Um, so here we are in reality. We got to we got to stand firm on some of these truths now. How do we, we talked about this uh, actually the other night with the group and uh, how do you talk truth in love, but without being, you're going to be offensive. Someone who's obviously operating outside of truth will be offended by it. There's a way to properly have that conversation though. 
And with your children, it must be had. Like, how we do it is going to vary ultimately, but I think that there's a proper way to do it. And this is why ultimately parents, specifically the fathers, play such an important role. Uh, There's actually um, studies that show that just a one firm embraced hug from the father once a day can actually like it's like 90 percent increase the success rating both uh, emotionally mentally and physically of a child's life like that's just from a hug of a father um once a day so there's like all kinds of studies that they prove and what you're seeing in society think about this uh as society's gotten worse the things that have the consistent patterns it's like uh they do studies to show that three things are pretty commonly occurring in serial killers it's bedwetting pyromania and torturing of animals um yeah so like we can i still do one of the three of those things still um <laughs> but in society people have been having kids younger and younger and they're not married they're not staying together they're not even participating in the children's lives and also, we're teaching kids that it's okay to change your sex, Hang change on. your identity. Yeah, go ahead. Hold on to me. Um, I don't think they've been society of people having kids. Yet. I mean, the age of marriage has gone way up. I think people are having kids later and later in life. He didn't, he didn't say no, marriage. No, no, I didn't say marriage. Uh, I, I use marriage as another thing that they're not doing. Okay, uh, okay, no, then just kids. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Let me use a real, st- like an actual factual thing, not just an opinion here. In schools now, there I've heard with my own ears, too. So this is not just backed up by some articles you can Google search on the Internet. With my own ears at the playground with my three-year-old son, kids are talking about having intercourse in schools at the ages of 10 and younger now. That was not – I'm only 30. That wasn't a thing when I was growing up. So this yeah. is the problem. <laughs> that, I don't know. I don't – That was – you want to you wanna, you, you wanna throw out some personal info there or no? Well, let me let me finish this, the the point here. That wasn't a thing broadcasted on a playground in a public area at the age of ten and younger. Now, I'm not saying it didn't happen. It's been happening since the beginning of the world and the fall of man. Of course, there were people that were out there doing it. It's become the social norm now that it's okay and acceptable. And on top of that, they're actually telling the children that not only is it okay, but you actually have the option of abortion. So you're mixing now confusion of sex. Confusion of identity, confusion of role and function, confusion of what truth is, and you mix that up in this big blender, and then you hit the button on, and it slings it into this big cocktail, and they just keep serving it to the children. And so now it's up to the parents that are actually trying to raise their children the correct way. And I'm not this. That doesn't mean married and and divorced doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if they're still together or not. There, I, I know couples that are divorced that are still trying to both participate in the raising of their children. Now, I would, I'm also going to stand on the, the approach that, uh, you know, the parents that are remaining together, you have a better success rate on this. But that's just a better success rate doesn't mean it can't be done without it. That's the stance I'm going to take. But it's super, super important. For example, like my son has a healthy fear of my authority. But there are kids now like that have no fear of authority whatsoever. And that's a huge uh, uh, part of knowing truth. If you don't fear the authority, then you're not going to accept anything from that individual. And therefore, you can identify whatever you want truth to be 
for the circumstance you're in, and it plays out a huge negative effect on society. And yeah, I, that, I see what, I I think see what you're important. saying. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So saying. it's it's become it's become socially acceptable. Like I literally rebuked these children, by the way, when we were at the park. I literally looked at them and said, hey, "Excuse me, what what are you boys talking about right now?" And they like froze with fear, dude. They like looked at me. I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Let me, where's your parents? Let me go see if they're okay with you talking like that real quick. And they literally like shut their mouths, like climbed down and ran. Um, people aren't speaking up in society anymore. They're so afraid what will come uh, be the outcome of them doing that. Now, I'm, I'm not taking my belt off and, and whipping these children. I'm doing it to the parents that aren't, you know, parenting their kids. You're whipping um, them? Yeah, I'm taking my belt sure. off and beating the parents for sure. Can't, can't um, it, imagine. Yeah, the kids not so much because uh, that's child abuse, but the parents, oh, full on! Um, I'm giving the belt to their asses, dude. I'll pull I their pants down and belt them. So, yeah, that's my little quick frustrating spew on the t- on the topic. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get what you're saying. Did you ever see that viral video of that that dude that went up to those chicks that were in bikinis on the beach and started just trying to tell them to put on put on clothes, and it literally went viral, and that they were just laughing in his face, they were mocking him. I don't think I saw that video now. Well, <clears throat> that's I want to I want to try to go to the beach and wear a bikini myself and see if it happens to me. <laughs> Can you imagine? Maybe that Honestly, would be the challenge for the for the gosh, here. Dude, we go to the, we go to the beach gosh. and wear bikinis. <laughs> oh, Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> dude, good old banana. Dave, you ever wore a banana hammock to the beach? Oh, yeah, I used to. Yeah, not, not a problem. <laughs> I used my banana as a hammock one time. It, it, it was the 80s guys come on i used to spin it for small dollars what the hell <laughs> oh speaking of dollars let's talk about this does anybody uh did anybody know about the uh quarter if the 2022 quarter the george uh washington's face is facing the same direction as lincoln now no i i why does that matter yeah why is that important i don't know i just thought it'd be cool to talk about it sorry about me guys i'll see my way out Oh, I thought there was some symbolism, dude. I don't know. Is there? I, I'm, surprised look, I don't know. They, I'm surprised they kept his face and they didn't put, like, I don't know, someone else. Well, he he's a black man now. I know that. that you know, George Washington <laughs> was uh, was a black guy. That's what I'm saying. He's on the coin as one now. Yeah. Can you imagine we start changing, like, people's identity. Dude, I was saying for one of these podcasts today, we, should all, we should all come into the podcast as a character from history no no no. here's what we were saying we were all well it started off with a joke of uh uh Drake made a, a very funny joke today he said i'm going to make a meme and it's going to be joel osteen up on the stage and he's gonna be like god wants you to sneeze because he wants to bless you <laughs> and i died and then we were talking about we're like dude i think it was josiah he's like we should all dress up as false teachers for Halloween. And I said, that would be amazing. Or no, we, I didn't say that. I said we should we should do a podcast as false teachers. We just got to like, study them, study their mannerisms, study what they think about things, and then just try to argue from their point of view. For, point you of know view who, you know who uh, he started acting like? He started talking like Obama. I was like, dude, he's not even a false teacher. <laughs> Wait, you, he's not? Well, I mean, he didn't. he wasn't like a teacher. That's not what I consider him. But I know well, he. he he wrote the book Promised Land, and it's a two-volume book. Well, he actually didn't write it. He had his publisher write it. But Didn't still. he write a chapter of the Bible? Can you imagine? Oh Would you turn to Obama chapter two? <laughs> Could you imagine? 
man. You have to build your house on the Barack. <laughs> dude, I was I was telling, dude, I watched this video. It was like a skit. And I think I laughed for like 10 minutes straight about it. It was it was Jesus and the, all the disciples around at the the uh was was the dinner called the Passover. The Passover, yeah, the Passover feast. Golden Corral buffet, go ahead. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> Jesus was talking to all the disciples like all serious. He's like, "Hey, He's like, listen, guys, one of you is going to betray me. And they're all like, no. And <clears throat> Peter says, Jesus, is it going to be me? And Jesus is like, no. And then John's like, Jesus, is it going to be me? Jesus is like, no. James is like, Jesus, is it going to be me? No. Judas is like, Jesus, is it going to be me? And Jesus is like, Jesus, is it going to be me? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he mocks him. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> But also, Corbin had a really good point today, too. So, he was saying when Jesus... Let me me explain mine. This is is a theory I have. I'm pretty sure other people have had this, so this is probably not original. So, everyone always paints Judas out to be this bad guy. And I know, John, you've you've probably thought about this. Um, But everyone's always... I've never seen a painting of him. (laughs) Go ahead. Everyone's always like, Judas is so bad. And, like, they never, like, really try to get into the mind of what he's trying to do. And so my thought on Judas is that he was not portraying Jesus because he wanted to portray him and just see him die. But the disciples were constantly thinking that Jesus was going to be a Messiah that physically took over and started a physical kingdom. And so what if Judas betrayed Jesus to try to get him to begin his raid early? And so, like... By giving him up, Jesus would have had to act a lot sooner than what Judas wanted. And then Judas could have had his power position. And so I think that way makes a lot more sense than he just said, well, screw you, Jesus. We're done. You, you mean Judas would have had to act sooner than 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 he thought Jesus was going to? Right. So by Judas Yeah, yeah. He was basically to... he was pushing the kingdom into power quicker so he could become richer faster. Because he was the treasurer. Judas was the treasurer. Oh. Right. So it was like, even if it, I don't think it was all about the money. I think there was a lot of like, he wanted authority. He wanted all these other things. But I don't think it was just to betray Jesus. I think it was for a personal gain. Yes. 100%. Also, he was wanting to see Jesus like take his place. So I think like people just overlook that and like, they just paint him as like this terrible guy. That makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it is, it was the money. I mean, that's ultimately his corruption. Every time you see him in a scene, you know, it's because of some sort of money thing. I mean, I would, I would say that I could definitely believe and go along with that, that kind of theory on it. And here's why people get so caught up in how history was thinking that because it was, there was no other option or no other possibility. When he was prophesied about specifically the betrayer of Christ, um, he wasn't mentioned in prophecy by name and so like that's where people get get so stuck in certain things because he was he was a greedy man ultimately he he liked the money like in luke's account you clearly can see that these disciples that and the and the people that follow jesus by the way there wasn't just 12 disciples with jesus the 12 were the you know the first fruits to be the apostles which literally breaks down in the greek to mean uh, ambassadors of so the f- forerunners the f- the ones that would go forth with the gospel message first they were the the, f- the front runners 
but there was over 120 the whole time Jesus walked the earth. And there was 120 after Jesus, you know, resurrected from the dead and came back. So like we can clearly see that. So you got this guy that like was definitely his weakness was money. He wanted that, you know, that, that riches, the wealth, he was stuck on the carnal, which is actually, you know, this is where a lot of, um, I would say non-theologians, you know, when they start to talk and break down the spiritual warfare, you know, the powers of darkness, they usually identify certain spirits at work and they identify them with names of people from the Bible. So like people that are addicted, like the Joel Osteen movement, those people that are so stuck in that, they would be considered to have the uh, Judas Iscariot spirit because they're after the carnal state of the glory that God talks about or Jesus refers to in the carnal finite state instead of the infinite eternal state that Jesus is actually referring to. So yes, I would, I would say that there's a huge possibility that he was so fixated on the carnal state of the kingdom coming to earth. Like he thought it would, according to Jewish customs, which by the way, the Jewish people at the point of Jesus is entering the scene. They believed in the Talmud version of God's law, which is an oral tradition for thousands of years. And the first class uh, cases of the Talmud weren't written down until like 120, 130 AD after Jesus's death. And so now there's like thousands of volumes of the Talmud, which are literally interpretations of what God's law was for. And so they would have been missing a huge piece. And that's why Jesus constantly says, are you still without understanding? Do you still not see what I'm doing? Do you, are you still confused about who I am? And that's why he keeps asking the disciples, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Because he was trying to get them to see that he was always fixating and pointing to the eternal kingdom and the father's love and reconciling our souls back to the Father. Anyways, that's my theological spill for the night. So just uh, clarifying for people who didn't understand your lingo, yeah. is that you were saying the Joel Osteen movement, they're focused on the physical, what's right in yes, front of us. the physical blessings. Right now, like getting wealthy, having the money, doing yep. those kind of things. Like yep. that's what carnal means, like what's in front of us. Not Correct. what is happening in the other realm. What's going to happen in eternity. Just Correct. Like, Right. Yeah. Thank you for clearing up. Thank you. Good. Good. Clear up. And just to be clear, when we're talking about the physical, we mean flat things. Um, right. Only. Yes. Yes. Flat Earth. Correct. Um, related. Um, yes. Things. Yeah. Yes. I think one last clar- clarification is uh, whenever we're talking about Jews, accountants, and money managers, uh, we didn't mean any of that either. Right. And just to clarify, when I when I bring up Jewish, I meant Jews that like to pick up pennies on the side of the street. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else is clearing up stuff. I want to clear up something. Just to be clear, think about this. When we talk about the solar system aligning, think about that. I want us to really think about that. Like things in the solar system align straight line flat. Hmm. If you think about it. Rail, rail. Actually, I was about to make a really dark joke. I don't know. If it, yeah, I don't know if it's good. Dad. Yeah, mm. we won't go. With Thanks, that Daddy. Yeah. Newton's law. Newton's law of gravitational attraction. I mean, that's kind of a kind of yeah. a thing. Honestly, that exactly. That I always thought it was sexy. One. Like, yeah. I can't even believe it took him that long to figure out that law. <laughs> yeah, I was always that's attracted that. to it. Wait, Dave, finish. What, what were we saying that has to do with? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Newton's law, universal gravitation. You like anything with mass attracts each other. Mm. Hence the hence the hence the roundness. I don't know. That's just one of those. That's like pretty gay. No, that, that doesn't sound correct at all. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to debate that one for sure. You know that apple that fell on Isaac Newton's head? Uh, yeah, it was flat. Well, yeah, it I was, saw it. It was really, the, really a pancake. Well, when it fell, it hit his head, split open, and what happened to it? it became flat Earth. Exactly. Thank you. It I became the flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Do you know what the word horizon means in the original language? What's the original language, first of all? Me neither. I don't know either, but it definitely means flat. <laughs> How many languages are there on this earth? Uh, I think there's like 287. How did you know thousand. that? I did. 287,000. <laughs> I actually could... looked that up. There was a lot of languages. Even some Imagine knowing that answer ones. off the top of the head. What, what, what's the most languages one person knows? Like, who holds the record for knowing, though? Like, and I'm not talking about, like, knowing it, like, okay, like, being fluent. I know I know one person knows seven. Holy junk. Oh, yeah, there's, there's many that know seven fluently. I think I know a seven fluent speaker myself. Um, that's the most, but I know there's people that know way more. I wonder the most, I wonder I've only met someone that's know, known up to four, but that's just me. But also, like... When I say they were fluent in seven, they were like they lived over in Africa, and you know how like a lot of Africans know the different mm-hmm. the different languages because there's like so like many languages. Tribe around. has has a different right. Yeah. Fifty eight yeah. languages is the max. That one person knows. Zayad Fazag was speaking fifty eight fluent languages. Bro, you wow. know if you go in the navy, he'd get like probably a couple hundred bucks per language. <laughs> That's crazy. I can barely speak English. Language. I, yeah, English is, dude. You know what's, you know what's funny about English, is like I'm a, I'm a bilingual person myself, and, um, like when I switch from, like when I, if I'm hanging out with my brother and I'm only speaking Thai or in Thailand I'm only speaking Thai, and I go back to English, my mouth will like physically like hurt. Like it's, it's such a uncomfortable language to speak and then you'll hear you'll hear like someone from you know it's 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 not their first language and they'll generally like it's it's not an easy language like it's really it's difficult it requires a lot of like mouth yeah. movement tongue movement and that's why it's such a it's one of the more difficult languages to learn if you don't uh obviously if you don't it's not your first language and like like my literal literally i can i can attest that because when you speak english my head hurts <laughs> oh dear! I I knew this guy that worked for Lufthansa, the airlines. Lufthansa, uh, I think they're German, but he he was in uh, the Netherlands and uh, uh, hung hung out with him a bunch of times. Spoke perfect English. You wouldn't know it, accentless, just like he was uh, on this phone call here. Yeah. And uh, and I asked him. I said, "How? Where were you in the U.S. to pick up that?" He said, "Never been to the U.S. Never been over." Just they just watch American movies because that's all they have. So that's crazy. So, so he, about that. he speaks with a movie accent if there is one. You know, speaks like CNN if it's such a thing, and uh, and he can even speak with a southern draw, and he can even speak with a northerner from Boston, lose the R. Uh, he can speak English, England, uh, from uh, from the UK, and uh, it's just it's just wild, you know. And he speaks all. It's that's crazy. Thing. I mean, I don't know if it counts, but I can speak Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's the language. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm good then. Yeah, you know, you yeah. know what also is pretty fascinating too. I was reading, uh, I was reading a book about moonshiners. It's actually the book based off of, um, off. You ever seen Lawless with Shia, Shia LaBeouf? 
Yeah, it is a good movie. The, so the book is phenomenal. It's written by the, uh, so the the character that Shia LaBeouf plays, Jack, his grandson wrote the book that the movie's based off of, and like he wrote it basically from Jack telling him the stories of what happened. And so a lot of the scenes in the movie are also like line from line from the books, like stuff that really happened. Um, just a little side note, but he was talking about in the book, how his sisters spoke their own language. Like they literally had their own secret, like language that they made up. And it was, it was kind of like a casual, like side note in the book. Like he didn't really go into it, but he was like, yeah, my sisters were speaking their secret own little language. And I was like, huh, interesting. So I looked it up. Like that was pretty common. I mean, not not obviously anymore, really, because you know media and things like that. But back in the day, early America, like, yeah. siblings would make up their own language and speak it like completely fluently. And so they were like literally each family. There's the, like the siblings would have like languages of their own, which is it's pretty crazy if you think about it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So we should we should make up our own language and then. Well, dude, here's a, here's a good challenge. Try to come up with another letter of the alphabet without using a letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Everything. So that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Lily's still trying to figure out what the first four letters of the alphabet are. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you, when he said that, though, started singing the alphabet in your head? I didn't. I tried to think of a, a You're lying, letter, dude. and then I thought about spelling out how that letter was pronounced and it came out spork and I was spelling it with S P O R K. And I was like, wait a minute, that's using letters to spell. I just thought about that one day and it really pissed me off. I was like, bro, a, like I was just like, man, dude, how about this one? Challenge for the week. Tell somebody some, tell somebody something that you don't know. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Just make up and wing it. I do it all the time. It works. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's it's impossible. Like you can't tell somebody something you don't know because the moment you start telling them that, you clearly know it to be able to tell them it. it doesn't that, have to be that, true. That's, that's a really stupid thing to say. I'm gonna be honest with you. Listen, if you so ever say started, that about he me, doesn't know that. <laughs> oh gosh, I just won the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man, what is the challenge for the week? I'm going, to bike, I'm going to bike week. My challenge is staying alive, keeping the oily side down, and popping wheelies whenever I leave. leave what bike lights. are you taking, Dave? Uh, probably taking the death trap, uh, the uh, the uh, 120 cubic inch uh, Harley Dyna fathead. There. It's yes, insane. sir. Good Smoke deal. Are you? Uh, is it in Daytona? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I'll be down there all week. I'll be down there all week. Uh, drunk as a Sioux Indian. It'd be a good time. <laughs> Drunk as a Sioux Indian. I'm actually going down with with, with the Mohawks, the, my Mohawk family, so Mohawk Indians. I don't know why. The the, the, the man eaters from the uh, from the uh, Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, you, you know what's funny? I've, I've, met, I've met a couple Native Americans that have serious alcohol issues. Like I think it's a genetic thing. No, it's a trying to wash out the memories of how they became a part of American culture. <laughs> Well, there was a, there was a thing I was told years ago, uh, because uh, my my family's up there and 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 we were part of that crowd. Your Achilles heel. If you reach down your Achilles heel, some people have a very almost inside. Like you have, if, you, if your ankle was a circle, your Achilles wouldn't stick out. 
Then you have people whose Achilles heel sticks way out, almost like it's an exterior tendon. And, uh, and uh, those, those have the addiction to alcohol. Is everyone checking their ankles right now? No. <laughs> I think mine sticks out. But this is another thing I read an article about, too. Um, notice, yeah, have you ever heard about, like, arches in the foot and, like, how people with really bad arches um, have a lot of pain when they walk? And the reason for that is these shoes that um, these elitists have designed for us put this curvature in our foot, which doesn't fit the flat earth we walk on. <laughs> a plus. Uh, how about smoke into that conversation? Was I didn't know that's the where best, you were going with it. That's the best transition I have heard ever. That's the best. Yes, transition. thank you. That is the best. Wow. The elitist, dude. They're over there designing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. What? We're talking about elitist. What the heck is. I'm still confused to this day. Um, just in general, but specifically what I'm talking about is I'm confused about, confused about what the heck the Illuminati is supposed to be. Oh, I got this one. Okay, hit me with it, Dave. Well, the Illuminati was, uh, in theory, it was uh, the dollar bill, the all-seeing eye, the little triangle on the top of the dollar bill. Uh, there's many people, the conspiracy theorists are down there. I've been accused of being a part of the Illuminati uh, more than once, by the way. Uh, those that really believe in it really... Uh, really are uh, haters of those they think are part of it uh goes back to the knights templar i understand rolled into yes. the illuminari so there's a big history on it it goes back um money managers uh uh so in theory very few people of the underground control it and they've kind of bastardized it in the 70s movies this whole mantra uh that it's now a big sex club of orgy people uh but uh going back to reality it was actually a crew of, uh, of of people like Franklin and, and our founding fathers were part of this group of people that stood up for, you know, rights, liberty, truth. And they also, obviously, it was not giving your dollars away. Uh, and, and there was the underground power that exists out there. And today, the biggest one is the Fed. Most people believe that the Fed is actually the Illuminari. Uh, the Fed is, uh, there's a book called The Monster from Jekyll Island. Uh, I forgot what year, 20s, they went to Jekyll Island and had a meeting of members of Congress and they voted for this law that these people set interest rates, do everything, control all the money in the world, but no one can know them, see them, talk to them. And it's a group of people behind the scenes and nobody knows who any of them are, but they control the whole world's wealth out of the U.S. And Congress approved it. And now it's a big black door that nobody can see. Imagine that. Can I, I want to talk about this topic a little bit because we actually brought this up. I think it was in our first episode a little bit. I went through this. So there's in history, when you look this up historically, you have the Pope who is the like head of this thing. If you look at it historically and how this unfolds, the Knights of Templar were a small group of people. And this is literally how you became a Knight of Templar. You would basically liquidate all of your assets, whether it was land, sheep, cattle, farming, whatever it was. This is, you know, I don't remember the year, so I'm not going to have the dates here. But they would sell it, liquidate it all, and give the Knights of Templar the money. And then there was this insane journey that they would have to go on. They would have to go there and back and come. If they made it back, they would become a Knight of Templar and be able to share the wealth. But the percentage of people that would make it was less than 5%. And so what happened is these Knights of Templar became super wealthy. And then over time, they then absorbed in and became the, the cardinals um, for the 
papacy. And then over time, they also then became the Illuminati, which just means enlightened ones. And when that started to wash out, they uh, basically the theory is, and historically you can see some lines of connection here, uh, they ran out of basically uh, a big running. So they wound up getting in t- touch with the Freemasons in England and actually paid them to come over to and establish America. And now they are still the same sect of people, essentially. And then the Freemasons came over. They're the ones that laid out all the underground tunnels and all the, you know, pentagrams and all the streets. And this is where all the conspiracies come from. Uh, And then as they've kind of absorbed into society, you have the Freemasons, as you would see. And we talked about this a little bit where it's like these cool little clubs and you get to be a part of it and just have a nice big network of people. But the true, you know, underground, invisible version of the uh, Freemasons then became the New World Order people. But yeah, it's all the same, historically the same line of people that goes back for generations and generations and generations. So, Like the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers. The- yeah, all of them. They're all inter- interwoven. Here's, and here's what's crazy. There was an article it definitely is 100% conspiracy. Like if this was true, they would be all over the news. Well, maybe not actually because they own the, the media. But back in, so the, the reason why um, uh, COVID-19 came out at the end of 2019 and started at that time period and then it became public in 2020 was because um, they found a tunnel from the Vatican City to Jerusalem City under ground that was over 1500 miles long and in that tunnel they found uh lost manuscripts and pieces of artifact to testify to the scriptures and enough gold to reset the global economy huh which is absolutely insane to think about that and then this was another thought i had today there's what 7.2 billion people in the world uh, we talk about the one percenters all the time, like the one percenters of the like the elitists and the people that have a stupid amount, stupid amount of money. And it's quite interesting that this Illuminati, Knights Templar, that whole historical sect of people, the invisible people who run the world, uh, second to lawyers, of course, who were bought by these people. Um, quick shout out to we'll do a podcast on that one. Um, these people want to get us back to a global count of 500 million in population. And it's interesting because one percent of where we're at, it's just a little bit over that number. It's seven. It would be seven hundred and twenty million people, which is well, quite I mean, interesting. Nuclear, nuclear war might do it. Oh, for sure. It's just it's just so interesting how many coincidental pieces of uh, information align, and history can like start to con- connect some of these dots. And but they're still supposedly quote unquote conspiracies, you know? Yeah, I mean. I mean, to not be a conspiracy, you have to be able to prove it. And proving things is hard when a lot of your evidence is coincidence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Prove that. Prove that to be true. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how it's true. Flat Earth. Ah, got me. When you prove something, you basically make it easy to comprehend. And what else is easy to comprehend? Newton's yeah. law of gravitational attraction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dang if you're not attracted to it, then you don't get it. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. We'll wrap up because it's about that bedtime hour. Like this is when you look at a light and it doesn't matter. It could be artificial light that man's created or even the sun and it's shining. Notice how it doesn't curve over anything. It just hits flat and even. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a rough one. But Thank I you. It. Thank I you, Dad. <laughs> oh, no. 
All right, boys, it was a good one. I know we got to get to bed. We all got a lot of things to do tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a great week. I'm excited for it. And uh, we'll, we'll see you boys back next Sunday at 930. All right, boys. Ten four. Salute, man. Yeah, salute. Don't forget to stop into your local grocery store, aisle 56, and pick you up a bag of sweet meat by Mountain Meat. Sweet, sweet meat. Sweet meat. <clears throat> sweet meat. <clears throat>